Hello, we sound like those old-timey people. Ethel Merman here. Um, uh, oh, what would my old-timey name be? <laughs> Ethel, yours is Ethel Merman. Fran. Mm, the only things I can think of are Drescher and Leibowitz. Quick, give me another last name. <laughs> but Ethel Merman is a real person okay. from that time. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. <laughs> oh, that's even funnier. Shows oh. you how into like campy culture I am. Well, we learned that whenever you visited that like it's like taking a time machine when you come to my house because I only like old stuff. This is so true. It is so fun to go to your house, though, because I get well for like a million billion reasons, but also uh, the music. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, like, I love it. I absolutely love it, and it was really funny because I talked to my mom about uh, the Turn Down Day song. Guys, yeah. uh, it's one of my favorites, and it's one that Susie always sings because I always sing it, question mark. And uh, <laughs> it's something like in my family, we had this thing where we would say, oh, we're going to have a Turn Down Day, and then my mom would always sing the song, Turn Down Day, nothing. Okay, so then we, Susie and I are driving in the car, and she goes, oh, oh this song, it reminds me of you. And... It, I was like, I don't think I've ever actually heard the song. <laughs> then I come home and I tell my mom, hey, guess what song Susie played for me? Turn Down Day. She goes, wait, that's a song? What? What? This is generational ignorance. Yes. Oh no, there's a, there's a few things because my mom's been visiting for like um, almost two months now. Can we get her out of here, by the way? No, uh, never. Right? And uh, uh, she, uh, the other thing that I learned is we say paper scissors rock and it's my mom's fault. I knew it. I was I like, can't wait a sec. It. What did you just say? And she was like, paper scissors rock. Also, we played and we can't play paper scissors rock because we did it like 12 times in a row for who's going to go to the car and get something. And we kept throwing the same thing. We're like, we were cracking up. We're like, okay. Was it always rock or what? No, it was always different things, but oh. we threw the same thing every single time. My God. Yeah, that's not going to work. Right, two psychics caught in a, a never-ending game of paper, scissors, rock. <laughs> That's, there's a bit there. Um, by the <laughs> way, this is episode 534, and I don't know why you'd ever want to get rid of Sally. That's a weird thing no, to say, I know. Sarah. She is so much fun. I'll tell you, like, I think when I embraced who my parent was as a person, then I really, like, our relationship grew. You know what I mean by that? Well, I know what you mean, but that is never going to happen for me. So I'm really happy for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's real Um, nice. Yeah. I mean, there, I will say, you know, there are always things that I, that I like, oh God, okay. I have to tolerate this. Like, um, you know, we're not big validators in our family. Validators. What does that mean to you? What do you mean when you say that? Like, you know how you always say, like, oh, I'm really sorry you feel that way. Yeah. Like, I'm so- or, like, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah. Oh. I think that's why I went into therapy, like, being doing this professionally. Because I'm like, I got to do-, I- I do it for everybody. What do you guys do? Here's a solution for how you should solve oh, that. Man. Like, how you should deal with that. Oh. It's terrible. That is terrible. Yeah. Like, that's a when, very masculine example, energy. This help. Uh, you're telling me. This is the story of our, our lives. This is like generational, yeah, BDE in women Oh, that comes out of this, for sure. And do, yeah, do, like, do you think you inherited it? 
Or does it skip a generation? I think, I think <laughs> right. No, uh, uh, my grandma was definitely like this. And uh, I have had to recognize that I am not like that and, or recognize that I am like that and correct my behavior. And what do you think drives it, like in your experience personally? Um, Finding value and being the person to come up with the solution. Like uh. I think it also ties into like, like our worth lies in what we can provide. And so by providing something, you know, like the joke in my grad program was like my love language was sending uh, peer reviewed articles to people. Mm -hmm. Like that was like how I like here, I read this article that reminds me of you. And like, that's how I communicate love. Cause it's like, I got to be the provider of info. And like, that's, I don't know, somehow my worth is tied to that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's that, I think it's a little bit of that and wanting to be like, here, let me help you. (laughs) Well, you're on the right show. Yeah. I mean, that's coming in handy for the old career then. Right. I know for sure. And yeah. then, uh, and then, yeah. Cause like it's, it's, you know, I say this to clients all the time and even in, in my own life, there's a flip side to every coin, you know? Mm-hmm. So like some of the things that it's like, there's always the shadow side, but mm-hmm. yeah, these are like, this like a great quality. And I don't even remember what we we're talking about. But. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Let's just wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. No, get out of here. <laughs> so we were talking about Sally and how amazing she is and wonderful. Oh yeah. yes. And how we have to like, you know, grow and like be. Like, yeah. You love her as a lady. Love her as a person, mm-hmm. you know, and then it reestablishes the parent child relationship. And when I can just let her play and be silly, then I get to just play and be silly. And she's got me like climbing trees and doing fun. Like we're, we're walking, you know, just walking around the campgrounds and, uh, and she's like, Hey, you think you can climb that tree over there? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, I dare you. I'm like, Oh my, (laughs) this is, I'm not kidding. When I say that is how my mom talks and that is how, and I'm like, I'm not going to turn down a dare. So, you know, I'm over here climbing trees. So we're having a good old time. But, uh, the, I did get a, a, um, I, like the example that popped into my head of the no validation thing when I was camping, my I think somebody keyed my car. Why? I don't know. Like it, there was this, a, a big, there's a big vertical scratch in it, and then a horizontal scratch, and a, I don't know what could have done like scratches a in two or? different, but not like a cross. Uh. No, but they're like separate. They're like in two different places. But it was like something scratched it to, into, and it wasn't there in the morning. I, that and is the crazy so thing rude. Was, I know. I was telling my mom, I was, this is what I get. The universe just like bitch slaps me in the face all the time. I was telling my mom, no joke, the day before. I was like bragging about how there's not a single scratch in my car (laughs) and how when I had that little fender bender accident, um, uh, the people at the car repair place were like, wow, your car is spotless. Like you don't even have a ding. And I was like so proud of that. And then (laughs) I bragged my mom about that fucking two days later. I feel like the universe wants to humble you. I think so. Like stop bragging. Stop bragging. I got to do, I got to quit doing that. I think (laughs) I'm getting better. I mean, I don't appreciate any advice from the universe or, or (laughs) you or anyone. So I would not like to have that problem. Right. You know, my own therapist said to me a long time ago, no ask, no advice. She's like, you know how people, you know how people, uh, you know, if people are asking for your advice, they pay you for it. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, okay. I got to like stop dishing that out. And so, you know, I'm trying to get better at the validation thing. I think I'm doing pretty good. My mom, on the other hand, uh, you know, a little resistant there, but you know, it's neither here nor there. Well, I mean, 
But therapy is probably a good profession for you. And I think it's a good uh, choice for a lot of you guys to get therapy. And that's why you should go to BetterHelp because you can do it from the comfort of your own cozy little nest. Everybody needs someone to talk to. And this is the best and easiest way to do it. Yes, you can um, get a professional licensed therapist. In a safe and private online environment, you can contact them at whatever time of day that is comfortable and convenient for you, 24 hours. Um, And they have counselors that, you know, specialize in all the things we all struggle with, trauma, depression, anger, family conflicts, or all of the above, if you're me. (laughs) And uh, everything you share is, of course, confidential and They just have something for everyone. It's a great way to get some help without feeling intimidated or having to go to the office. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash brain candy. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash brain candy. Yeah. Okay. I love that. And I love therapy. Um, Things I don't love. Yes. This was sent to us uh, by a brainiac on Twitter. Okay. Who, and I, there's not much more to the story than this, mm-hmm. um, but the Ukrainian army, and I, like, did a little digging to see if, like, this was freaking real. Was I, I tagging this? I don't remember anything about the I don't, Ukrainian army. I, well, they have a military parade coming up at the end of August, and uh, they made a point to make sure that the women are in their uniforms and their uniforms include high heels. So oh, the women's no. military Wait. Ukrainian military is marching in high heels. Okay, well, there are several problems here. I mean, why <laughs> yeah, is that the injury for one? But I mean, yes, they shouldn't have to wear it in a parade, but why do they have to wear it ever? Ever. But, why would you want you, your Suze. military there are in so high many, heels? There are so many Maybe have you seen that guy on TikTok that does the challenges with heels? He, he like runs in heels. It'll be like, okay, now run to the end of the block, like while you're, uh, I don't know, whatever it is. And he like does it in heels and it's always fantastic and like crushes these challenges. Wow. Unless you're I think I have that guy, that's a terrible idea f- to put your military in three inch pumps. Yeah, I don't understand how that would be advantageous. Uh, military sponsored by Jimmy Choo. Can you tell me one good reason? No. Uh, uh, elongated legs. Well, how does that help? Not, not at all. For and viewing more. pleasure only. Not at all. Like, I really I am hung this up on this. I can't accept it. Oh, I love it. There's, I wish, like I said, I w- well, I love that, that I don't love that this is a thing, but I love when, you know, Susie but gets I just, all I don't understand why the parade part is the problem. Oh, right. Like, like why are yes. we having women in uniform have these heels? Yeah. That, but they're not, you know how they have their military blues or like their military dress, whatever uniform. It, I think it's that, that version of this. Holy heck. I mean, to be fair, I'm looking at them. They look like the ones yeah. like the queen wears those ugly, like block oh, heel, like their kitten heels. They're what? not even cute. You guys, uh, they're good. <laughs> this this is like, real they travesty. are not even cute. Right. It's like totally fine as long as they're cute, but <laughs> nope. This isn't even one of those fashion over function situations. This isn't even fashion. Oh my God. Now I'm even more angry. Right? Isn't that picture just like, like what, what weird, like 
future. It almost looks like, you know, when you go to a museum, like the, I don't know, Museum of Contemporary Art, and there's like a painting on the wall of like some, uh, I, I don't know, imagined dystopian future where mm-hmm. like women are Barbies and they're marching in high heels. Yeah, this is that, but in real life and you're not in a museum and this is actually happening in the Ukraine. Yeah, this isn't some sort of paradox or... <laughs> this isn't that. Yes. So yeah, there's no more to the story other than that. Do you, but, think, uh, is, do you think the Ukraine is... Uh, that's so funny, the Ukraine. What, do you think Ukraine is one of that. those countries where they require military service regardless of gender? Oh, um, that's a really good question. It did say that they had, I want to say it was 3,400 female soldiers. Oh, okay, no. It doesn't, yeah, so it didn't seem like a large enough number for that. Mm-hmm. But they make them like, like march together, though. 4,000, right. But then I, I feel like that's that's part of that, you know, let's appear to be, I don't know, like, you know, the the, the old Mussolini trick. Of right. To take the same airplanes and fly them around the mountain and bring them back out again to make it look like you have a huge military. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, one of those kind of things. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Silly. I can't say I know much about Ukraine. And uh, except I have a friend who's like really into Ukrainian women and like Eastern European women. And they are always like BD, like they got the BDE. So if anybody could handle marching in heels, it would be one of those gals. I've I heard some stories about his exes, and I'm like, damn. Hmm. Well, that, maybe they don't course. mind then. Yeah. Maybe they like a challenge. They like a challenge. Uh, yeah. So there you go. There's one little story for you. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, of you know whether this. I mean, there's really no story here whatsoever. But this is just something that came up on our camping trip. Uh, me and my mom. And we were talking about dog years, and then she was like, "What about cat years?" And I was like, "Wait, were, what? Weren't you and I talking about this? Were we? Yeah, when you were here, or was okay, I doing I've this with the, someone else? You must have been doing this with somebody else. And if that's the case, you and I have had multiple conversations that you've texted me about, where I've been having the same conversation with somebody else, and I'm like." Wait, didn't I talk to her? No. So wow. this might be another example of that. Get out of my brain, Susie. Well, and but also don't. It is a good question. Yeah. Okay. So then I did some research because I was like, WTF. And it's, <laughs> the, it's, it's the exact opposite of what you'd think it is. So you'd think that, um, like, we, that the, like the one we're familiar with is dog years, right? It's yeah. always like seven um, or whatever. Dog years is always seven years, blah, 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 blah. But turns out a uh, cat is more in line with human years. And dog, <laughs> I found out, varies by the size of the breed. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Like we say, I've said that like it's like fact. Like, Remember well, when we dog, talked about it on the show, though, that not only is it breed specific, but it's also like they aren't all equal. Like... They, like the years aren't yeah, it? They oh, age. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And then it like tapers off. I do remember off. this. Yeah, like it goes faster in the beginning and then we slow down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, maybe this this topic is just coming up because like little Bo just came, seems to be getting I know that this is how age works, but older and older every day and I don't like <laughs> it. Yeah. Sarah doesn't understand time. I no, don't. But- I don't. I can't imagine how what it would be like to have a child because I just like, oh, 
I'm is dying. it painful and for you that she's um, showing her age a bit? It's it's painful because it feels like you don't know how much sand is left in yeah. the hourglass. Oh. Yeah, and that's just a tough thing with life, man. Amen. You know? Ain't that the it's truth? It's just yeah, and I think that that's really a I don't know one of those you got to cherish every moment kind of lessons, I suppose. I think but my Bo mom is keeps doing, doing annoying predictions. But Bo's, do- oh, Bo's cherishing every moment. Well, no, my mom keeps saying things like, well, you know what I think is pr- she's probably going to just become incontinent and then you're oh. going to have to put her down. I'm like, can we not <laughs> say those kind of things, please? <laughs> like, I don't need your, your, I didn't, hey, remember that no ask, no advice thing? <laughs> <laughs> do that. Do you- <laughs> There's something that runs the family. Would you do that or are you going to do diapers or something? Well, I mean, I do that up to the point. Luckily, my cousin is a veterinarian, and um, I mean, like she's she's been in the business for so many years. She's she just would know what the right thing to do was, and I just really trust her. So I'm just going to be doing every single thing I can for Bo until Bo becomes too uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And so until then, she's like, she's fine now. You know, she's just like, we just go to the bathroom a lot. That's it. Right. Like when my nephew said old people get up to pee in the night and I was like, hey, wait. Uh, (laughs) You're like, wait, old people? Um, I got I'm going to go ahead and brag. I don't do that yet. Not at all? Yeah, but maybe I just don't drink enough water. That could probably be it. Well, maybe, but that's great if you can go like eight or ten hours without getting up. yeah, I can do that. I can do that when I'm sleeping. Of course, I don't know if I'm sleeping that long. Like <laughs> right. Six hours. Right. Yeah. Why did I say but, 10? Who's doing that? Right. I'm like, wow, lucky. No, um, that's, you know what? No parents. It's, it's, it's actually, uh, right? No, no, nobody at all. Oh, God. You know, I was just thinking, I was watching, um, this is like a random aside, but I was watching uh, Camilla's um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I just got to say shout out to the single moms out there because- mm-hmm. That shit looks hard as fuck. Yeah, I, I, I would have to imagine it, it I, is. I just couldn't imagine what it would be like to do that whole, you know, like just all that duty on yeah, your no, own. No rest for the weary at all. Yeah, no rest at all. But, you know, that's, that's you know, just a little side. Well, but there is a... Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to yeah. say, hopefully she has something that makes her comfortable, like a third love bra, for instance. Oh my god! And you know, I think especially for moms and people like just as we age, my boobies change. Boobies? How old am I? Twelve? My breasts? (laughs) I can say boobies. My tits? Whatever we want to call them. I don't care. Whatever you want. Well, and you you know what? I was thinking about how Sarah is an enthusiast about like official sleepwear. Like she likes a set. I. Uh, not do I like a set. A set is necessary. Yes. She thinks like good. this is a sign of reaching mm-hmm. adulthood. Yes. You know what I mean? Settling in. Peak, comfort, leisure, luxury. You can get loungewear. it with third love. They have the most comfortable bras. Every size you can ever imagine. These beautiful styles, vacation-ready designs. Real, they have like tropical-inspired colors and stuff for the summer. And then, of course, their cozy, comfy sleepwear, and I recommend their undies. Basically, everything they make is high quality and comfortable, and that's really all I ask. Um, 
You deserve some TLC. That's Third Love Comfort. Go to thirdlove.com slash brain now to get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash brain for 20% off today. And then you'll feel like you're at the spa when you're really yes. just like dealing with your life. I Dealing with your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, you know, and this is, that's an excellent segue, dealing with your life. Because I read the most interesting article that really got me thinking about just how backwards we have things. It was in Vice, and it was called The Cult of Busyness. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's unpack this. So this mm-hmm. was so interesting. This article was, was discussing how this life of leisure that was, like, once aspirational yeah. from, by, like, of the upper class is, like, a thing of the past. And even historians, like, way back when, in, like, the early 1900s, predicted that we would be bragging about leisure time, that we would be like, oh, you know, look at how much free time we have. That would be, like, the ultimate goal. But instead, the exact opposite has happened. Yeah. And we've become this, this, I don't know, what this, these people yeah. that do this busyness brag. Yes. It's like status symbol. It's totally status signaling mm-hmm. like you wouldn't believe. But it's so backwards and it doesn't make sense. And so I was it, – it's this, it's this thing that we do. And, you know, the article was, was talking about – it started off with this, uh, this one woman who uh, lives in New York. And she was talking about how pre-pandemic she really, like, would pride herself on how much she would be able to cram into a day. Yeah. And she said she was a TV producer and that was like part of the business and she would just come home exhausted and it felt like a badge of honor when people would say like, oh, how are you doing? And she'd be like, oh my God, I'm so busy. And it's this packing each day with, with as much stuff to do as possible that somehow signals your worth. Yeah, your worth is measured in productivity. And it's, it is so, it seems so backwards because it's not what we all crave. Right. Or do, do we think, by yeah. now? Like, I think it's been <sighs> so embedded okay. in our collective psyche that people do have trouble relaxing and just sort of so like much. being chilled out, taking a walk for no reason, stuff like that. They, they become restless, yeah. you know? I wonder, you know, I wonder... Like, is it a chicken and the egg thing or whatever? I don't know. Which came first? Like, part of me, I asked the question of to myself of, is this a product of a capitalistic society? Yeah. Of, is it, it's got, it's that, right? Yeah, it's so just this that is, we value. It's from, of course, the capitalism, but it began much earlier with, um, you know, even Martin Luther and Calvin. These are, you know, American wow. religious uh, icons. Oh. And, like, that's the message that this is a very, they call it the Protestant work ethic. This is a thing. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Suze, this is so interesting. Not one time in the article was religion mentioned. Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> well, but this is, that's, that's, so such an, that's such an important. What? I feel I mean, like we need, you can rewrite this article from you for, with, with. If you're you reading about in here. American culture or American history, you are always talking about religion, period. Oh, my gosh. Susie, 
I mean, You're that's why it annoys right me when like people poo poo it as a valid scholarship because it's like oh. valid or not, it's everywhere and it informs everything we do, whether you're religious or not. Okay. So the message that, that kind of, well, and it makes sense, right? Because it, it drives, it builds the church and builds. Yeah. And I mean, I get why it caught on this idea of, you know, we, we would always say work heartily as unto the Lord, like this idea that you're working hard is a nice idea that you're not yeah. a lazy person or like um, someone mooching off your community. Yeah. But, you're a value. Yeah. But then it got bastardized and everything. And then it's like, <laughs> and buy more stuff and and you got to make more money to buy this stuff that we're telling you you need to solve this problem that's created from the work, you know, all that stuff. Yes. It's a circle. It's it, yeah, the, it's a circle. That yeah. is kind of what it, my instant like what it felt like in that chicken or the egg thing. I was like this feels like it just is a self-perpetuating cycle that is just real gross. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And uh, the, there was a woman that was interviewed in here. Oh, I don't have her name. But she was saying that it was it was a... a it, conspicuous consumption. So we be are the people, like we ourselves, and like not having enough time to rest means that we're a scarce resource. And that like by saying that we have no time, it makes us look like we're in demand and therefore highly valued. And then others will consider you higher status. And it is effective. It sure is. So that's <sighs> part of the problem and why it's hard to break it because... It's sort of like the beauty standards. We can know they're bullshit, but if you stop participating in it, yeah. you don't change much. You just get uh, judged according to the metric that already exists. Oh my! And you know what? You totally hit the nail on the head there, where you say when you said you don't get, uh, you don't change much. The there was somebody else in the article that that was sent, mentioned that mentioned uh, um, this is more of a feeling and a state of mind than an actual reflection of labor Mm -hmm. that it's more like something that we say and do. And if you really, and I really felt this when I was in a workout program, like a regular workout program. When I did that body take back like 12 week workout program, I, I got busier. I added something to my schedule, but somehow adding that thing that really got my body moving cleared up time in my schedule. And mm-hmm. I, I had like more free time. And when I added something and I, my, it like shifted how my mind thought, I really got to get back to doing that. <laughs> I mean, I'd said that in like one of our first meetings. I was like, man, I didn't know you were magically going to give me back like three hours of my day. How did that happen? And, you know, we just fall out of it's so this is the stupid thing our brain does is that we fall out of the habit of this. You know, it's and all linked together. Th- when you say this, what is that to you? Like when you say the habit of this? Oh, uh, doing things that support a uh, uh, 
structure to your schedule that's more in line with you with what you actually oh, yeah. want, not yeah. with what your brain tricks you into thinking you want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The other thing that was so interesting, in, in, I mean, there was so much in this article that was interesting, but um, they talked about how uh, this only works, th- this is very um, uh, class specific, and this only works or is seen in white collar jobs. <laughs> right. It's not, and if you turn that around, or if you think of it in, uh, like more of like a hourly worker or somebody who's like a gig worker, maybe like an Uber driver they use as an example in there. If that person were to say, oh my God, I'm so busy, then we tend to look at those people with this judgment of you don't know how to manage your time. Mm-hmm. What is that Ain't about? That funny. It's that, it. I can't wrap my mind around what, like, why we've it seems so backwards to make like i i get it when they write it out and when i see it in the article and then when i understand you know the whole like making yourself a scarce resource and how and then you add the religious like component to it and that message of of you know work ethic i totally get it but when you look at the data that shows that even people you know when asked about this and and when people are are thinking about those very busy people they all they look at them as like higher sta- having higher status but not happier yeah we so like we're, we're like, on to that like we yeah, know they're like, not happy we know they're not happy but that doesn't we still stop aspire us. for it yes yeah why do so we have to be so conscious to like start you know i, I think it's so wonderful that we read the habits book and that we had the author on here because retraining your brain and, and learning how to interrupt these kind of cycles is like so important. You know, it's funny. We're just in autopilot. Like I bet though, a lot of the people that read books like that, like the power of habit will try to apply it in a way that makes them more productive. (gasps) You know what I mean? Ew, you're like, right, and I'm totally thinking about how to do like, that. All those, like, airport books where it's like, who moved uh, my uh, cheese? And then all these, like, yes. fucking CEOs tell you, like, you Four just have week. to be flexible and make <sighs> snap decisions. under. Like, they, they don't actually give you any good advice, and then everyone's like, okay, that's what's going to make me more productive and more successful, and they're more powerful. You are so... <laughs> So, right. And that, ew, it's like, right, it's the opposite of what we want. You know, there was somebody in the article, uh, let me see, I, I pulled this up. I saved this quote because I thought it was so good. Okay, um, I, I don't know if they are male or female, but it doesn't matter. Robbie McDonald, 53-year-old from Vancouver, who worked long hours at a nonprofit before the pandemic, said, being busy made me feel like a valuable resource with abilities that were in high demand. It fueled my insecurity and imposter syndrome. The busier I got, Mm -hmm. the more I would take on for fear of seeming irrelevant. I definitely wore the busy badge of honor, complaining about it to colleagues and friends, but I was secretly proud that so many people relied on me to get things done. I feel like this is a very common Well, because if you boil down the human experience or human condition to a desire to matter Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. you know exist in the world Mm -hmm. then people like can exploit that businesses companies 
can, <sighs> your employer can exploit that and be like, if you do this extra job, you matter more, you know? Totally. That, yes. What a bummer. It is. And that's, you know, that is the... I don't even know if this is what IO psychology, internal oper- like operational psychology or whatever it is, that branch of, of psychology, like there's a moment in undergrad where it splits and you go into like psychology that's more of like the therapy, like interpersonal relationships route, or you go the more like businessy route. That terrified me, that route. It felt like learning how to manipulate consumers to put pennies in the pockets of Mm-hmm. the fucking man mm-hmm. and it was so scary to me mm-hmm. like i don't see the i i i i don't know like i, I think I, that's I wa- a fair point though that you always have to ask like who benefits from this yes. behavior and as i remember learning about all those things it was in like a psychology one like intro to psych class and we were learning about ways that they market to people or even mm-hmm. like, you know, in Target. And we read some of these things and have it like how they and some of the ways that they like change the like aisles and stores to widen them or to yeah. all this stuff. And it just felt like we are like turning the dials in, you know, people's minds and like you can use it for good or evil. Yeah. And I could just see all the ways that that stuff just like gets used Ugh, and all you evil. can do is be aware of it yeah be aware and yeah ask that question of like who's benefiting from me being more productive yeah, why do i need this <gasps> or oh that's such a good question Suze. i'll tell you what you right. do need though <laughs> what 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 it's to stay hydrated well that is for sure oh my gosh my brother he is loving the new flavors. I Me got a too. rando text in the middle of the night that was like, because he's a firefighter, so yeah. he works late hours. And I don't know, maybe he thinks that I'm up super late too, which I am, so fine. Because <laughs> he's not wrong. Because uh, he's not wrong. <laughs> and uh, I got a text like super late in the night that was like, oh my gosh, watermelon is so good. Watermelon so, is so and, good. And then it took, me, it took me a so while good. to like put it together. Oh. And I was yeah, like, there's oh, no context. Liquid IV. I know what he's talking about. Hell yeah, that shit's good. What if he was just talking about the fruit, like in general? Right. I'm like, yeah, you're correct. But also, if it hydrated you two times as much as regular water, wouldn't that be even better? Yes. And this is such a great thing to pack. These little packets, you just pour them in your water and they hydrate you, like Sarah said, two to three times faster than a regular glass of water. Great to take on vacation if you're going to the beach or something like that. Keep you hydrated when you're out and about in the sun. Great for the gym. Just really great to have on hand for kids as well because they never, like, listen or drink properly. Grab your liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use our code CANDY at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code CANDY at liquidiv.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we got to yes. break out of that cult of busyness, though. Yeah, it sounds... It- one of what there was a another really interesting uh part that was mentioned in here i want to find it um okay this woman uh okay okay this was it she is a her name's uh bridget schultz and she is an author of the book called overwhelmed work love and play when no one has the time okay and she was researching um 
communication and women in gender studies. And they collected a whole bunch of letters that families had sent out over the holidays over the last 20 years. Oh, my God. I love it. Right? I was like, oh, I want to know. Absolutely. Everything. Mm -hmm. Right? This was crazy. Words and phrases began surfacing in the 1970s and 1980s. Hectic. I love this. Consumed, crazy, constantly on the run, and way too fast. Yep. They said now it appeared with astonishing frequency. This makes me so So, happy. Sociologists, I applaud you. This is such great research. Great. And now it's like, okay, I feel like that book, we got to like throw that on our reading list well, because and I that's think it's going like, to be fantastic. Also, like, think about, I don't think as many people send out Christmas cards anymore because of the ubiquity of um, Facebook, et cetera. Oh, yes, correct. But I think like whenever you're writing your cards or whenever you're writing your status on these sites, think about the words you're using and oh, why you're using yes. them. Like, are you trying to yeah. signal that you are important in some way, et cetera? Because yes. our language oh. matters. Yeah. Maybe that's what the universe is trying to correct me on. It needs, it's like, Sarah, use some more humble language. Oh my gosh. No, no, <laughs> no. no. I, that's just for me. I'm just connecting yeah. the dots, you know. No, no. Um, <laughs> but like, I just said that because you had like, every time you are excited yes. or brag about something, the universe is like, fuck you. <laughs> you I'm taking it away. Oh, but I do think that I say this to my clients all the time. In fact, I mean, I, Susie, you know me as the annoying taboo buzzer when we're playing taboo. Um, <laughs> my clients know me as the annoying taboo buzzer when they talk badly about themselves, poorly about themselves in session. Oh, yeah, you're and like, I'm eh. like eh, nope, sorry, can't do that in here. Not allowed. Okay, Breaking but the rules. let me ask you this. What if like, I don't do it that annoyingly. But what if of. it's true what they're saying? You're not allowed to say it or what? Um, I, I think that there's a difference between putting yourself down and holding yourself accountable. Yeah. Cause you could use language where you say like, I tend to do something yes. versus like, Absolutely. I am this. And I am a p- big fan of a positive reframe or, yeah. um, more like solution focused language. So instead of like, I'm uh, bad or I, struggle with this or whatever it is yeah, yeah, yeah. i like to do more of a i haven't mastered this yet mm-hmm. i'm working on i'm currently working on building my skills in listening instead right. of ah, i'm the i'm the worst listener basically anytime you, you say i am something oh, you should like yes. think about it <gasps> yes you know okay. that that there's that saying um if you believe you will you will if you believe you won't. It's something like that. Like oh, either way, you you're right. Right. Either way, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of those. It's like whatever we... And that ties right into the uh, whole idea of busyness being a feeling and a state of mind, too. Mm-hmm. If you feel like, oh, my God, I'm so busy, then you will be really busy. Right. Or, you know, like you'll feel like frenetic and you'll feel... Yeah, just the the idea bogs you down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like people who say that they're lucky. I say I'm lucky. Oh, and I feel like luck finds me. Not so much. I, I ha- like I've been kind of accident prone lately, but that's fine. Like the luck, we've had some good luck. 
I did get that walk-up camping site. That was super lucky. <laughs> I went online to try to reserve it, and they weren't. They didn't have any availability until November. Who really? wants to go beach camping in the middle of November? I walk up. They're like, hey, these people just canceled. They had a nine-day reservation. How long would you like it for? I'm like, ah, all weekend. Thanks. <laughs> so there's some luck. I well, guess. so um, as a as a scholar of prosperity gospel, I oh, ask yes. you. What what do you think that is? That you just think saying it makes it be true? No, I think it's what we look at. It's that red car phenomenon. Mm-hmm. The the if if you you know you don't have a red car and then you, one day you're like, man, I don't see any red cars anywhere. I know what color car I'm going to get a red one. And then you don't don't you know as soon as you drive off the lot, it's like everybody else went out that day and bought a red car too because now right. your mind is is <clears throat> primed, primed to start seeing that. So, so rather than focusing you know. on like that plant that broke or this person that keyed your yes. car, you right. will, you'll be like, I got this camping pass. How awesome is that? So it's yes. more like a focus. Totally. Okay. It's I a like focus. That. And, and, and it's just, you know, like I tie it all together. I feel like I was recently rereading some stuff of ours from way back when, when we were talking about the show and, and oh our experience God. on, right. And our experience on there. And, um, you know, you, you kind of like, I was thinking about edits mm-hmm. and how they can choose the best 1% or the worst 1% because that's yeah. really all you're getting is 1%. Yeah, and you're and not going to so, get the boring middle bit. Right. And yeah. so like if that's what producers look at, that's what's portrayed on TV. If that, But that's not the full, we never really get the full picture. So I feel like if we do... More if we spend more time just being curious and not judging something. I mean, judgments are our brain is like designed and built to take shortcuts and you know make snap decisions because we're getting in so much information all the time. But if we try to kind of push back on that and just maintain like a curiosity without slapping the label on it of like this is good or this is bad or this is lucky or unlucky or whatever, mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe that would help. Uh, I don't know, maybe get, maybe put more attention on that middle part you were talking about, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't feel like so much extremes. And isn't that what we want anyway? More of a balanced life. I sure do. But yeah. I feel like I was telling Sarah how, um, I still have an antiquated idea of who I am, I think. So mm. I see myself as very loud and silly and gregarious. <laughs> and he, Adam, my husband referred to me as serious and um serious and quiet yeah and i said can you believe that and sarah goes well yeah you are yeah yeah and so i think that that is really just sort of a manifestation of getting to that middle bit where like i totally agree because and now when i when i think about that when I really like think about you, those aren't two. Those aren't the two words I would use to describe. Right, it I agree at all. Yeah, but, and I also think that that seriousness isn't a seriousness. You know, because we were like judging that word of like, oh, seriousness. That means she's like, mm, all biz like, or something, grumpy and bad lacks. Right, Ugh, right. <laughs> but blah, blah, I hate that word. Um, I'm like triggered right now. Ugh, my ex husband <laughs> used to use that all the time. And be like, don't use that. No, you never call a man that. That is only a woman's word. I don't right. even care. Whatever. He, I would. I would. Ugh, I hate his gender language. Anyway, we've been divorced long enough for me to now be like talking shit. Anyways, <laughs> um, no, I'm not. I'm kidding. Um, what was I saying? Now I got distracted. 
Just that I, uh, you wouldn't use those two words to describe me. They aren't the oh, first yes, two. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I think that the seriousness is more of you being reflective. Yeah, I really And I think am. that's you're more of somebody who is being curious and, like, you're taking in the full picture and you're listening. I think being a good interviewer like you are and being a good – you're just a good – you're a good validator and you're like, you listen and you're like there. And I think in order to do that, it looks serious because you're not <laughs> fucking messing around in your own head. Thinking yeah, about how busy. you're going to like, you're not busy in your mind. Mm-hmm. So well, that's, that's, I'm going to, you know, add on to that. that thank you, you Sarah. Yeah. I love I that. Another thing I love, of course, and half the freaking brainiacs in our book club or more love Noom. Yes. Oh my gosh. Not just in their book, like everywhere. Like I run into people on the streets and they're like, oh yeah, I'm in the streets. Like I'm like talking in the streets about this, but no friends that I see and haven't seen in a while. And I'm like, oh, you're looking great. What's, you know, you're you're feeling healthy. You're so active lately. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm doing this thing. Have you heard of Noom? Right. Have we heard of it? (laughs) Right. It's awesome because I think a lot of people struggle with that concept we talked about earlier of creating and and maintaining those new healthy habits. And so Noom comes in handy because they use a cognitive behavioral approach. They send you the science and the information that motivates that change that you might want to make with your, um, your health, your wellness, moving your body, getting out in nature, whatever it is you want more of or less of, they can help you. And it's empowering. And I think that that's why so many people are loving it. Yes. You can start building better habits for healthier, long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash brain candy. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash brain candy. Yes. I love that company. So, uh, so yes, that is my uh, – I, I will uh, definitely link this article or put it in the newsletter because I think you guys are just going to love it. It's so interesting. And yeah, that is. I'm glad you brought I, that up. I really like – I wish the, I hope, who's the author of this article? Let me go up and see. I hope Shayla Love is listening to the Brain Candy podcast. I was going to say, it podcast. has to be a woman. Yes. Yeah, And can re- cool. inter- redo this with an uh, interview from my dear Susie Meister, who needs to give a religious perspective to this, because I feel like that is absolutely missing a crucial, I am going to read articles you'd think you know how you say that like well we've done this however many million episodes yeah and you're like i can't believe that i didn't know this about you and you know yes. blah, blah 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 whatevs i feel that way right now why where i'm like i can't believe that it's taken this long for me like that we've done this many episodes and i haven't added the len like the lens like, oh. or that to of reading articles like I don't read articles through that lens that you'd think would appear or that I would like add to the, I don't know, lens collection uh, (laughs) after 500 and whatever episodes. Well, hey, it's never too late. I'm so glad that you appreciate that perspective because it really is important. And if you didn't think that on like January 6th, when, you know, a lot of people's religious zealotry inspired a political uprising. um, I, be, I just think it, it matters. Even if you don't have any interest in religion, it is definitely important. Well, and now I'm kind of mad now. <laughs> Why? So, like, I understand you've dealt with, you probably have, like, a, a, a simmering rage that's yes, been, Yes, like, that is a good way years. to put it. 
Yeah, but like mine has like uh, like reached a full boil. Like you know how they say cold water boils faster. Yes, this is that situation yes. right now where I'm like, what? Now I'm all like fired up. I'm yeah, like, everybody needs to come back. I and I swear it. to you, this is one of my things that I'm percolating. I told Sarah how like some people have trouble turning off Netflix. I have trouble turning off my brain. So I lay in bed and I think of all these weird things. And I was thinking about how I really do need to start a church for people who hate church. And there's Susie, like no theology okay. <laughs> except love, uh, yes. of course. Well, I'm gonna uh, uh, I'm gonna send you, and you have to watch it. This is not an interstellar moment. Okay, um, what? I'm gonna send you a link to um, an episode of uh, the show with Killer Mike. What's it called? I am gonna find out what it's called. But he did. He asked that he posed this same a similar question. He went to um, black churches and he said, "How come you're worshiping a white Jesus?" And mm. Um, then said, we need to make a different church. And he started his own church and he was like, okay, what, what really helps people? And so he interviewed a whole bunch of people, interviewed Ariane Huffington and found out the thing people really need is sleep. sleep. So he started the church of sleep. And so he (laughs) found like somebody to represent. It's so good. You're going to absolutely fucking love it. And, um, uh, killer Mike show. What is it called? It has a great name too. trigger warning Mm -hmm. with killer Mike. And so I will um, absolutely be sending you that episode to watch. And it is and another White Jesus. Another sort of thing, that, a resource, if you want to yeah. think about pop culture through the lens of like these spiritual ideas and stuff is Maintenance Phase does tons of great episodes about like Oprah and even like diet culture and how it's oh. all related to, you know... When we're talking about religion, we're really just talking about meaning and finding meaning in life. So if you just like replace the word religion with that, then it broadens it. And then you can see, oh, this is why we're all doing it. We want to have, we want this to mean something. We want life to matter, but that can take us down really fucked up paths. You know, man's search for meaning. Yeah. Yeah. So it's universal, but it just comes in different packages. What is this that you said? Uh, maintenance phase podcast has great episodes. Maintenance phase podcast. Cool. Yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah. It's really fun. Look at that. There you go. We are influencers, yes. you guys. Totes. That's what this um, is. Just, but you know what? This is exactly the way I'd like to be influenced. You yeah. recently were telling me, well, I, we were having a conversation when I was visiting you about like, you know, Instagram and how like being on the show, Instagram doesn't know and Twitter doesn't know yes. the difference between us being on the show yep. and us caring about They think we just love the challenge. They think we love the challenge. I'm like, no. Boy, are you I wrong. I just was on the challenge. And you said to me, well, why, how, why don't you just like change who you follow? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that some good advice? <laughs> well, oh, man, I just been doing some. I just been doing, it takes, it take. it's kind of like deleting old photos or going through and like getting rid of those screenshots that you're never ever going to look at ever again. Yeah. But it takes some time, but man, that is helpful to just do a little spring cleaning to the old Instagram. Well, Twitter is nice too cuz you can mute entire categories and words and phrases Ooh, in your nice. timeline. So if you want to mute yes. the word challenge or MTV, you can do that. Or like yes. that um you know how they group it in categories and it'll be like since you liked Wes, you might right, like, and then that, right. Yeah. That's exactly. I, I'm always like, 
I yeah, I don't not. like him. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. The uh, algorithms yes. don't get everything right, do they? They definitely do not. That is so funny to me. There was a... Um, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no. No, you. Tell I was going to say there was an article in Vanity Fair about um, Franken biting in reality TV. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, as a curly-haired girl... Yeah. It, it's so... Ob- my hair looks different every day. Oh. <laughs> It's like, where is like, she going with this? Oh, every single fucking day my hair looks different. They hated it. They would tell me, oh, could you straighten your hair? I'd be like, no. And uh, they did not like that. And I would be like, in one scene my hair is straight. In one scene my hair is curly. In one scene, I'm like, you don't even try. I'm convinced that um, when I did Viewer's Revenge, which was the Road Rules sort of like reboot thingy, but it was filmed in real time. So we'd film right. it like Wednesday to Sunday and then it would come out on Monday or something. And I, I'm convinced that's one of the reasons why it was such garbage because they couldn't do that as much. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, you're so, so like it had so to actually right. be from that week, and then there's yeah. not always a good story that You're week. Like, oh, real life is fucking boring. Yeah. It, the it's, article it's... though made my skin crawl because oh. these producers they know they're doing it, and they know that it can really affect someone's life in a terrible way. But they're like, well, it's my job. Um, oh, see, I think that there needs to be an ethical, there needs to be like media ethics. Wouldn't that, that should be, be a nice? fucking course. That w- that's like an oxymoron. I know. God damn it. I, when I was in my research methods class and I was researching the effects of reality TV <clears throat> on participants mm-hmm. at, in 2018, I think that was when I was in school. Um, uh, there was only one peer reviewed study on the effects of participants Mm -hmm. and it was from Sweden, I believe. And they, it was a, uh, media law student or class or whatever, like researcher. Um, so it wasn't even like a a psychology or, or anything like mental health related. It was somebody who was looking at it from like a legal media law standpoint who deemed it unethical (laughs) just the whole genre whole thing after the research they said uh, uh, with my findings and the effects of it it seems unethical for us to be uh uh you know doing this when they i'm sure you cited that one in my very short you know uh bibliography whatever you call it works cited i'm sure what the hell is that section called (laughs) bibliography yeah, I'm sure that they um, said, but you might not recall, but did they specify what type? Because there's so many different kinds of reality TV now. Do you think it was just yeah. the whole Oh, yes, they did divide it. Piece? Yes, you know what? You're totally right. They they absolutely did divide it into categories. Yeah. I wonder if I could even like find my paper. Yeah, maybe I'll find that and then um, I'll have it for next time or I'll like put the link the article in our uh, uh, newsletter, which you can subscribe to. At I mean, we, and it's something we could definitely explore more on um, our Patreon, which is patreon.com oh, slash yes, candy. Yes. Whenever exactly we get a wild hair to talk about reality TV, we tend to do so there. But, I mean, even my thing is Food Network. I love Food Network. But they have a lot of competition shows, and I'm always sort of like, is this one okay? I don't know. Right. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? (laughs) Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. 
So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Yeah, you know, I was, I was um, uh, when, when you interviewed Barry from Alone, I was really surprised to hear, maybe not, well, kind of actually, yes, yeah, surprised, to hear that they really do a good job of taking care of their mental health afterwards. Yeah, they seemed it's, to. Yeah, it seemed like they were really supportive. And he was saying that they, uh, or at least he talked in the interview about, uh, like, you know, looking into, like, couples therapy and things because they're, like, feral afterwards. Well, yeah. And we, Sarah and I always talk about how, like, even just on, on our show, you change in that period you of time so change. much. It's like an um, expedited or, yes. you know, more severe yeah. version of change. And your partner's just been home... And you've been in Narnia, and right. then you come back, and you haven't grown together. Oh, that was definitely the case for me. I can remember that. But I can also remember making the decision to go on the show knowing for that, that, that change, yes, that that change was there and that almost like a okay, super, you know, this better might now be than like later. a stretch, but yeah, would oh, you think that part of that expedited growth Mm. comes from the thing we were talking about earlier that once you're not busy and you can really reflect without as much distraction at least digital distraction that you really do learn more about yourself and you're like wait because that's what happened to me i was on the show and i was like i I think you're so correct anymore yeah you're i think you're so right I think when the noise goes away, yeah. I think when there aren't the and you know what? I think we saw this in COVID with quarantine. Yeah. Because people were for it's the same thing when you and, and this was also in that article. Oh my god, fucking full circle here. This was also <laughs> in that article. Um the the woman that they had originally interviewed in the very beginning of the article said at the end of it that she doesn't think that the that busyness that way that lifestyle is something that she could maintain now because so much of that slowed down and you know really came to a screeching halt you know especially if you were in the like tv you were like a tv producer sure yeah um you know i even found it with having to drive to and from places and having that you know just i, I feel like it's not as as hectic now and I don't think I could go back to that speed that I was at before. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, and she said that she couldn't go back to that speed. And so, you know, I think it's hard once you've experienced that to kind of go back to. Yeah, maybe it's like a silver lining. were before. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow this related to what we were saying before. No, but it did. Yes. Let's yes. wind it down both yeah. in our lives and on this show yes. right now. Wind it down in our, oh, you know, I will say with that, because I, I feel like, um, you know, oftentimes, like I was saying this to our book club, with self-help books, I can like, the, the first chapter is like, here's the, pro, uh, the problem. <laughs> Second chapter is like, here's how it's affecting everything. And then I get so bogged down by the third like section that's like, here's how to fix it all. I'm like, oh, I can't even read it. I'm too stressed out. So <laughs> like, right. it's always important to me. To, the like, solution. The solution, right? The solution. It's funny. Like, I want to provide them, but I don't want one for myself. That's, yeah. there's, there's something there, I'm sure. That's um, the, uh One of the uh, uh, psychologists interviewed for the article 
answered the question of what do we do, and she said to savor the hours and minutes rather than counting them, which is, like, easier said than done. But I think that comes down to that simple language switch, too, of, you know, looking at your clock and instead of saying, like, okay, I have this many hours till I have to be at this thing, it's, like, switch it to, you know, I, I have 20 minutes to... I don't know, in, enjoy this. Oh, time. okay. Okay. Switching it from like a rut, like, or like only this many more minutes left to I, I get, I mm-hmm. have this many more minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like counting them, counting them rather than glass half full. Yeah. Psychology. Glass half full. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. We can do that. You know, I love that. I like, you know, I'm always trying to stay optimistic. You are life. despite the evidence. Yes. Despite the evidence. <laughs> well, you know, it is what you look at, as we've learned. Yeah. So, uh, yes, we, uh, we talked about um, why it's important to, like, not be, well, I don't even want to say not be busy. More like just change your mind frame to maybe, like, embracing leisure with an added uh, interesting history of religion in there that Sarah learned about and <laughs> had no idea it was a thing. The real 10 out of 10, though, was that Christmas card study. That's so fun. Oh, Right. I want to know more about that. I want to know, you know, and the other thing I I was thinking that they didn't say this in the article, but like my mind is just kind of putting this together. Isn't that when there was a big push for like women, like that first or second wave feminism of like Mm -hmm. going back to the workplace? We can have it all. Yeah. So I wonder if the language also changed with that. Yeah, because you know who's writing those cards and it ain't the men. Right. Oh my God. It like never in one million years. I. That's so funny. Oh man. And don't um, forget if you're going to be trip, in a parade to wear your oh. heels. Oh yeah, wear your heels. Um, unless you're climbing a tree, like me. <laughs> I bet trips. you you could. I dare you. <laughs> oh my God. That is how I get a broken ankle. See, because <laughs> then do I do that. That A W H, Susie. Yeah. A W H. I keep using that in real life. Isn't it the best? I hope if you guys if you guys are also using AWH, which again I will say is accident waiting to happen. Um, and also if you have funny pictures, please can we get them. the hashtag AWH going? Yeah, <laughs> tag us, but, please. Because when I, when that plant crashed, I wanted to put like AH. <laughs> like accident happened like but that then i was like well great. people get it so uh, so I, I was like so you know we might see that yeah okay i'm gonna that, be doing this giggles. more okay yeah awh we're gonna get the hashtag going accident waiting to happen you know i think it'll be really funny and then maybe if we become a uh, if we become aware of accidents waiting to happen we can avoid them amen sarah that's like see, a little, way right? to be see, optimistic again see and i'm like tying it all together there you go all right, friends, make sure you uh, follow us and subscribe and, like, tell, like, a million friends about this because then, like, you guys can talk about all the fun stuff we talk about. Yay. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.